0: Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Tyra Gay, half of your co-hosting team for the podcast Youth Development, What's Working and What's Not. Jackie and I are so excited for you to listen into this episode, uh, Kids and Carjackings. We're going to have a really special guest on with us, uh, Mr. Sam Binion. He is the mayor of Pocket Town, but he also works in street intervention. So if you hear a couple of noises in the background, he's in his car during this episode. We're so thankful for him for even you know uh allowing us the time (laughs) to to talk to him while he's doing his job however uh i wanted us to not let that deter you don't let it distract you and just keep in mind that this is part one of a couple of uh episodes that we're going to be doing on this topic jackie drop that beat (laughs)
1: what's up everybody good evening good evening how is everyone you have tuned into another episode of youth development and what's not this is jackie miss tyra are you with me
0: i am here hi miss jackie how are you doing this evening
1: I am phenomenal, phenomenal. What's up with you, ma'am? Listen, uh, this week, <laughs> this <laughs> week,
0: this topic, everything that's going on in the city. I am just, you know, out here trying to stay pray up, Miss Chucky. <laughs> I know that's right, for sure, for sure. I'm trying to stay pray up, um, you all. If you're joining us, we are going to be talking about. Um, kids and carjacking—you um, all know how we do on what's working and what's not. Uh, the topic is always going to be something related to youth development, mm-hmm. and the—they say it's a phenomenon. I tend to think that it's been happening right under our noses all this time. What do you think, Miss Jackie?
1: Mm, I, I do think that is a uh, very interesting, and in that um, it seems like certain um, times—you know—you know—we've so been in you know this this season of covid what for over a year now whatever and i don't think it necessarily has to do with um the pandemic per se because of course we were having um um carjackings and crimes related to youth prior to the pandemic um uh, but it seems like it has been more um um pronounced or elevated um especially like what over the past cuz this is only march so uh doing what 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 the first of the year so did this start did this kick off around in january i'm not sure um exactly as to are you with us tyra yeah i'm here okay yeah so so do you do you think that this uh kicked off like around in january or what
0: i think that we are calling more attention to it, uh, starting in January. Um, mm-hmm. but if you look over, you know, articles and data from last year, um, mm-hmm. the, that's when you get more of the, um, that's when we get more in the conversation about the who, right? So right now everybody's talking about it's 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 year olds. It's really young, uh, children. Mm-hmm doing the carjacking and they're saying it, you know, and that's what I'm saying about maybe this has been happening under our noses because the way they're, they had been talking about it in January as if this was a new thing. I found an article today from July. Wow. <laughs> Last year, um, right? July 2020. And I don't think um, I think one is something that we're not as prepared to talk about maybe Mm. that's what it is Um we're not prepared to uh say or what's the word miss jackie we are not prepared to call the thing the thing right okay to say what's really happening um but yeah i've been seeing articles as uh late as july of 2020 saying that you know some of these children um, again, ages 10, 11, 12, around that age. Um, so again, I just I am so excited to have this conversation tonight. Mm-hmm. You all, we are going to have um, Sam Binion join us in a couple of minutes. Um, he is a street interventionist from the Grand Crossing neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, Greater Grand Crossing, and just very knowledgeable when it comes to um, young people. As you know, most of us uh, who work in youth development are, but in terms of the perspective of what the needs are and why this is happening um, and the so what he sees as the solution, again, talking to some of the young people um, that you know, could possibly <laughs> be making decisions about whether they're not, they're going to make poor choices or mm-hmm. or choices that could you know potentially harm somebody, mm-hmm. um, so or even harm themselves, right? Yes, um, absolutely. So that's the other thing, Miss Jackie. One of the questions I wanted to pose, though, was: Do you think this is an economic development problem? We we talk about it very much as if it is a. Um, obviously a community safety issue, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, is this, does this have your, you're the financial yeah. <laughs> expert. <laughs> does this have, you know, some community economics uh, in terms of
1: around what's happening? Yeah, here? I mean, it, it could um, have some socioeconomic elements um, to it, um, if you will, but yeah, um, I don't know because I, I would think that, okay, I, I'm really not really all that versed, well, versed in, in like the, the process of carjacking or what like the, the motive of it is other than you are young people like want to go for a joyride or because I mean, because it's mm-hmm. not like, or unless you like do you know, uh, do get the car and you like, what well, you tear it apart, sell this for parts or, or I don't know what else. What other motive you would have to take someone's car other than <laughs> other than you um, um, want to sell it or you, you're just looking for you know some fun or like a joy right? other than that, what would be your motive for taking the car? So I mean I, I it like I said, it could be some socioeconomic um, things sprinkled um, in there, if you will. Um, but other than that, I am am totally at a loss. Um, as to what the the cause um, would be because I mean I guess I mean I guess just like in any other crime you know you know that you are in the event that you do get caught or whatever you know that you are risking your freedom and that you are putting you know um, other lives in danger and so with that, um, if you do decide to, once you, because I'm pretty sure, you know, once you weigh all those pros and cons, if you will, and you still decide to go out and, and, and commit a crime, you know, um, I'm pretty sure you have settled in your mind as to what the possible um, outcomes could be. So I have absolutely no, <laughs> just said all that to say, I have absolutely no idea what possibly the motive could be.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: That's good. I can't wait
0: to, um, you know, ask that to Sam. And this is a conversation that uh, I think we need to have with some young people as well. Mm-hmm. So there might be a part two. <laughs> we yeah. might need to do a part two to this.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: because I hear what you're saying, right? If, um, you know, potentially I understand, I think that's the other part too. If I'm a 10 year old and, you know, what, whatever, let me say it this way. If I'm a 10 year old, the the mindset as my adult brain has, right, mm-hmm. trying to fit into a 10 year old's mind or 11 year old's mind or even, you know, somebody again, somebody who doesn't have as much freedom as an older young person or as an older person. Um, I'm wondering, you know, in terms of motivation. Um, (laughs) one, how do I get connected to people who would be, you know, what you mentioned in terms of, uh, selling the parts to the car? How do Mm -hmm. I get connected to that person? Right. Um, you know, how likely is it, um, as a 10 year old, 11 year old, right that, uh, one, I even know how to drive. <laughs> so, <laughs> Let's start there. Right. <laughs> right. Once I get in the car, how do I know what to do? Uh, and I, I can imagine, you know, there are games, video games, but then w- what's my next thought would be the question. <laughs> mm-hmm. Once I get the car turned on as, mm-hmm. as somebody that young, what do I do next? Um, So this is gonna be a death, or this is definitely gonna be a very interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there other questions that kind of swirl around in your mind in terms of you know what we should be asking Sam?
1: Yeah, Um. Uh, when, just when you thought, um, when you brought up about, you know, what could possibly be going through an adolescent's mind, especially when they um don't have the ability to drive or if they ever have even experienced um, um driving or what have you, are you even big enough to fit behind the wheel? Can your feet, <laughs> I mean, can your leg even reach down there? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Stuff like that. You know, it's all these different questions as of, you know, if, um, if the ages are getting younger and younger, it's like, well, man, you know, so then that that um, brings it back to, okay, but well, what is the condition in the home? You know, and it, mm-hmm. must, and it may not necessarily be because uh, you would think that, um, in, in an instance like that or maybe like the home is just like you know um, totally you know messed up or whatever you know the dynamic is, is totally off or whatever but that may not necessarily be the case you know right. it could very well be you know that that they come from either a two parent yeah. household or it could be that you know um, um, the, the parents they work hard or maybe you know let's say if they work like a third shift job or something like that yeah. where they're not you know, all the time um, um, around um, their child in those critical hours Mm -hmm. or or if they if the child is, you know, um, um, very rebellious and they sneak out or whatever. There's so many um, um, dynamics centered around it and everybody. And I know the first thing. Everyone is, lo- and it is very logical, you know, for you to blame the parent. So, I mean, because, especially if you're talking about a 10, 11-year-old, um, um, it, it has to, um, the fault has to, in that sense, um, um, go back to the parent. Because unless they are just not there, um, you know, it's like, okay, how, how is it that you didn't know? That your child was out at four o'clock in the morning and he's 10 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying how mm-hmm. is it you didn't know that you know what i'm saying so it's like what what is it yeah i mean i don't know i just can't even uh wrap my mind around how that even happens
0: and then to uh you know even what you just said right 10 year old out at 4 a.m now i think that's the other thing that's kind of or the other kind of layer. So what's been happening and why it's being, why more attention is being called to this issue, you know, uh, as of late. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of the carjackings that are happening. And again, I'm not saying that this has been every case that's involved a child, but Mm -hmm. a lot of them that are happening now are happening in broad daylight.
1: So, Mm, (laughs) you know, there's
0: there's this, you know, sense of, of, uh, how do we say this? There's a sense that, crime only happens at night in major cities right. and that's not real life mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not real life so I just you know I am so uh you know excited to have this conversation uh, with a group of young people too um yeah but we'll cross yeah, that bridge it, when we
1: get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about when you said um, they're happening at broad daylight because I mean, unfortunately, when that um, uh, that fire department chief mm-hmm. um, became a victim, you know, and he was he was just over there on a on hundred and I think it was hundred eleventh or whatever, and getting popcorn. So it was like uh, well into possibly like the early afternoon or mm-hmm. something like that. You, I mean. of uh, uh, obviously he was a, a a concealed carry um um so because you know he had a weapon on him as well mm-hmm. so it's like okay so it's what noon or, or so early afternoon you go to you don't uh, uh, imagine that you have even though you do have you know um, um a weapon on you or whatever you possibly don't um think or your guard is like um left down to the point that okay I'm just gonna run in here and get some popcorn and, and not knowing that when I get back to my car I'm going to be confronted um, um by what five or six individuals trying to take my car mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it's like I mean I don't know the the, mm-hmm. lo- the logic of it maybe I'm trying to maybe I'm thinking too logically right <laughs> because it doesn't make any sense because I'm like um to me, the, I guess that's the type of thinker that I am. One plus one, it, it equals two. And then if it doesn't equal two, well, well why? How come it doesn't equal two? You know right. what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I don't know.
0: I think that's the other thing too, like thinking about it, particularly with the younger youth, right? That 10 mm-hmm. to kind of 14 age range. What I, I want to know is, are there adults with them as they're doing this? Um, you know, how, who all is, who's actually armed when this is happening, right? Right. Um, Uh because again, that's what you're saying kind of gives me a a even scarier thought, right? What if, uh, I'm a concealed carry and I have to not have to jesus <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but you understand what i'm saying like what if i am a concealed carry i just see a gun in my face and i shoot and that person mm-hmm. that i end up shooting is a 10 year old or an 11 year old mm-hmm. right there's a what? whole nother uh again multi-layered issue right um mm-hmm. there but there's a whole nother lens uh, or issue of trauma community mm-hmm. trauma trauma for both individuals that's kind of you know involved or all of the individuals that's involved and it's just I don't know it's just a very scary thought um yeah. to have to shoot anybody right but to have to shoot somebody to defend yourself and then you know you look up and my guard isn't completely is, is completely down I'm, or not completely down but my garden is right. down to the point where I'm just trying to, you know, grab a treat, grab a snack, maybe mm-hmm. go to the grocery store. Right. Um, or even, you know, right now there are a lot of um, and Sam is going to talk about this, too. But there are a lot of men in the neighborhood who are picking up the slack, which thankfully, right, um, to actually uh, run security, so to speak, at some of our neighborhood yes. ga- gas stations. Um, So Mm -hmm. Sam's going to talk to us about Operation Safe Pump and a couple other initiatives, um, you know, that they're doing in Greater Grand Crossing and a little bit in South Shore. But it's one of those things where it's like, I should just be able to go and get gas whenever I want to, Mm -hmm. Especially especially if it's daylight, right? right um and again that whole idea that crime normally happens at night so people normally (laughs) try to go get gas Mm -hmm. during the day i think that's one of the mindsets right most of us who drive throughout the city we're not trying to be at the gas station at 11 12 you know one o'clock at night but essentially if i'm out and i'm on my way home i have the right to go and get gas right um, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be a privilege that I can go and get gas in some neighborhoods and I can't in others or mm-hmm. right now as it seems <laughs> that I shouldn't I should just be in the house you know at a certain time um, that's for me that that kind of makes me fearful about the the community that I'm raising my daughter in right
1: mm, that's good that's good um, I actually I um, um, took the concealed carry class uh, mm. this past, yeah, <laughs> oddly enough. Um, it was just something that, you know, my friend um, had let me know that her brother is a, as an instructor and uh, he normally, um, cause he's from Springfield and he normally teaches it like, you know, either uh, somewhere like around in Springfield or in the suburbs or something like that. Um, so he was a little bit closer this past week and we were in Joliet and you know, um, before we went to um, um, the range, you know, just in in the classroom, because you know you you do it like how um, when you took driver's ed. So you know, you do the class work first, and then you know you go to the driving range, same thing. you take the the classwork, then you go to the actual uh, shooting range. So um, he when he was explaining to us and he also does oddly enough, and and this is interesting he does security detail for his ministry he does armed security detail for his ministry mm. and so and so and just the thought of you know you having to have
0: mm-hmm.
1: armed security detail at a place of worship yeah I mean at First, that used to be totally bonkers to me, and, and and it was just like, like, wow, is it really like that? I, have we really, as a society, um, sunk so low to the point that we can't even go to church anymore without having, you know, some sort of a reservation? As I mean, to the point that you know, some ministries have started to put up signs on the door: "No guns allowed." Mm-hmm. It's like, isn't that just Shouldn't that just be a given that you do not, yeah. you know, have to bring a weapon to, you know, um, the a place of worship. However, uh, one of the things that he was teaching us was that um, he was teaching us kind of like um, um, the mindset, if you will, um, of an attacker um and so one of the things that he said was that if um if an attacker were to see on a place of worship and he's looking to go in and you know and either rob the place or whatever um he sees what if so if the attacker were to see that on the door saying no guns allowed instead of that reading out as you know this is a safe place no guns in here Mm -hmm. he reads it as the opposite Mm -hmm. saying that okay. I know that seeing as though that this is on the door, nobody yeah. should have a weapon in here. So this is, so this place is is free reign yeah. for me to go in here and do something crazy, which was like, wow. So that is definitely um, um, a new perspective in having, you know, when you're just talking about, you know, your safety and different things like that. So I'm um, going back to, you know, uh, the carjackings and such. I, I'm, I'm just, you know, and I and I did see it, and I'm pretty sure you saw it too, um, when um, Pastor Hannah here um, in Chicago when he had on his live, you know, he interviewed all those yes. different people, all those different officials, you know, about you know, um, you know, like what is going on, you know, what what should we do, and all these different other things. And and to even hear that someone was attacked outside of his church, <laughs> one of his um Fire members. His, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? They, they leaving their place of worship, leaving the house of the Lord and to be attacked coming outside of the house of the Lord is just beyond me. And so I can't even fathom as to what, and, and he was carjacked. So I don't know if they those were, you know, the same age group or whatever, but I can't even fathom. Like some places I would think would just have to be off limits. You know what I'm saying? Like we robbing churches now. It's like, bro.
0: Well, he did on that same live talk about a, um, uh, it's not a carjacking, you know, obviously, if it's a building, but a daycare Mm -hmm. center being robbed. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, again, (laughs) we're in this, people keep saying that it's the tail end of the pandemic. I think that's still questionable. Um, But Mm -hmm. we are now, as at least for me, A year ago yesterday is when it was the last time, you know, I was told not to come in the building without a mask on. Right. (laughs) Mm. For my for my job. So a lot for a lot of people, we are either, um, you know, a year or maybe a year and three months. Right. Give or take, Um, you know, a year, technically a, a full year, though. Out from being in shelter in place here in Chicago, Mm -hmm. right? So, for a lot of people, I really just think that there are a lot of other things that have just become, uh, what's the word, Jackie, that have been become okay (laughs) to do. Um, so I'm not gonna, you know, go out and say nothing is off limits, um, but. When we start, you know, when we start saying that now people, anything can happen outside of a church, like a carjacking, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to me, that is, you know, like a, hey, this is something that we all should be paying attention to. Um, This is something, and that's the other part that kind of is a little disheartening for me, um, that it's taken this much, right? I feel like the first time that there was a 10-year-old in the car, right, (laughs) Um, Right. pulled off with somebody's car or, you know, whether they were armed or not. But um, at that very first incident for, you know, our local officials, uh, for parents, for people who actually care, right, that should have been an alarm that went off and was like, look, we have to do something about this right now. Um, But you all, Sam Binion has just joined us. So we are going to um, stop the guesswork. (laughs) Jackie and I, Sam, uh, Jackie and I have a lot of questions for you. We've kind of done a little bit of introducing people to you, who you are. Um, You know, I mentioned that you are a street interventionist um, working out of Greater Grand Crossing and a little bit of South Shore and, you know, broadening. Uh, or I'm sorry surrounding neighborhoods but Sam do you want to tell the people who you are
2: yes I'm Sam Binion also known as the mayor of pocket town I have to let you know that <laughs> um yes uh, been been in into this this whole thing for over 30 plus years not a newcomer to none of this that's going on out here and still hitting the pavement um uh, you know, just just working the streets and 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 trying to help bring back power to our communities. If if we don't start here, it's it's not gonna start. And you know, just to let you guys know, everybody that's out here listening, you know, we have to move people now.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that, Sam. Um, I think that was really my <laughs> my. Um last statement, right, that thank you for branding, or I mean, for putting your stamp of approval on that last statement, because I was sharing with Jackie, you know, the first time that it was a 10 year old, um, you know, involved in a carjacking, that should have been like the alert for all of us as a community to say, look, we got to get this under control. But I want to pose, you know, a a question to you. So um, at the beginning of this month, I think March 2nd, um, we had some numbers in terms of 352 uh, carjackings, right? And for anybody, I just, I didn't do this at the beginning, but for anybody who, you know, is listening to this, a carjacking is not just somebody stealing your car. It is literally somebody taking your car from you while you are in it. <laughs> mm. um, so violently, you know, you can think of arms, you know, arms with whatever weapon that they would need, Right. Um, but violently stealing your car, an occupied car, and your car while you're in it. Um, Sam, one of the things I want to ask you just off the top, right, yeah. um, is why do you think this is happening? Why do you think this is happening? And why do you think uh, we, has it been happening for a long time, much longer than
2: now we're just paying attention to it? Right. So we can we can knock it out our heads that the chop shops are in on this. Chop shops don't operate like this. I know chop shops. There's chop shops right under our noses that that we deal with every day, that I have a relationship with a chop shop. So chop shops don't deal don't deal in this. There's there's a trend. There's there's you know, there's a trend of things that's going on numerous different places um different kind of guys you know guys that want to fit in guys that are already in and guys that needs to do whatever they need to do by all means necessary hold on see yeah, you can hear that now but um you know right now you know as as a matter of fact um I was sharing with 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 Tyra that you know I have a young man thats a, that's an habitual carjacker, that's a habitual uh, car thief that does this, you know, uh, for fun, for whatever he do it for. And I, yesterday, um, I got with him and, you know, start day before yesterday, I got with him and started a conversation with him, you know, on do you trust me? Can we talk? You know, I know your situation and and this that, and the other so as we move on, we're gonna get into the heads of why why do you guys do what you do? What is mm-hmm. is it is it a is it is it a drive for you? Um, is it that you gotta fit in somewhere or what? We we stop all the people from their old fashioned thoughts about why they think you're doing what you're doing, but you are gonna tell me why you're doing what you're doing. So we can get an understanding and we can get under the, the meat and the potatoes of. How can we start to help? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you 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 eighteen years old and you got enough sense to think that this ain't gonna last forever. And there's only two ways out there: death. So we need to know from you, and we when we know from you, we we can just just about know from the others that are out there doing this why are you doing it. Mm -hmm. So what is it that we can get in and do to help you find a better way than ending it? You know, so um, we've yet to begin with him. That's to come. And you guys listening to us more because, you know, I've really opened up to Tyra because I, you know, i trust Tyra and this young man that's going to come in with me. He's going to trust everything that we do. So you don't get that a lot. You, you may get a bunch of lies, but you're going to get, you are going to get the raw from, actually from a guy that potentially out here doing it. You wow. know, he, he, he may not be able to share it right now because he don't have an open case right now, but y'all better think on this. It's about to get hot out here and mm-hmm. they're going to need to move around. They're going to need to move around. They're going to need to do whatever they do. And they're going to do it again by all means necessary. hmm this is real out here I mean uh, and I, I I just I just found out I don't know if everybody on this podcast uh, know about it but I we just did a little search and I didn't know these this generation was considered the Alphas.
0: Say that again, what, or
2: say a little bit more
0: f- about what that means.
2: <laughs> the, uh, what else, Breaking, I mean, and saying, uh, we
0: need you to be real with us. What does
2: that mean? <laughs> the, uh, well, we all have our interpretation of what we think alpha means. Yeah. And so, you know, this, this generation, in which I can believe, and we mm-hmm. all can believe mm-hmm. that this is, this, they are the leaders,
1: they, mm-hmm. they are,
2: you know, there is another trend coming and we do have to jump on board with it, but there's also a small pandemic that's going on in our community. Right. As, as black people, there's a, we still have a, another pandemic going on and, you know, the alphas, you know, the tech world, these young people know it, they take it over. They, they know everything out here that's going on. You know we're Generation X. I, you know, so I thought we, I thought somebody else was Generation X, but we're considered. I'm 57, so we're considered Generation X. Mm Mm-hmm. And
0: you know what I'm saying? I'm glad you you said that that way, right? Because um, you you mentioned tech. I my literally my next question was going to be: Do you think that social media plays a part into? And earlier you mentioned, you know. some of the people doing this because they want to be seen or because they want to have clout, right? Those weren't your words. Those were mine. <laughs> but do you, mm-hmm. what role do you, you know, see social media playing a part in this? Or is do you think that, let me ask the, this, the question a different way. Can it be assumed, right, that a lot of this has to do with people wanting to show off stuff that they really can't afford?
2: Can y'all hear me still? Yeah, we can hear yes. you. Okay, you need me to say so, it again? I think I, we uh, the, the phone call come in, but um, Wow. Can you hear me now? Because I can't hear y'all, Harley. Yep, yeah, we can hear you. Yeah,
1: well, we can hear you fine. Can you hear me? Yep.
2: Yes. Oh, wow. Hey, we can hear you. Oh, hold on, I'm trying. Uh-oh.
0: Jackie,
1: okay. are you still there? Yeah, I'm I'm here. Okay, so hopefully um, he will be able to um, log back in, Mr. Binion. Uh, um, maybe he can let us know um, if he needs us to reconnect him or if he can go ahead and do that himself, but um, the information that he was providing was like, was was very right on point, um, very telling. <laughs> it was very telling, and you, then he you hear like, me? you know,
2: <laughs> yes, okay. sir,
1: we got you. Can yeah, you hear me
2: now? If the phone ring, that knocks me okay. out.
0: No, no problem. We're still okay. Here. Your question, um. So- yeah, my question was, how much of this um, is actually sparked or, you know, encouraged by social media clout? Um, do you Can you share a little bit with us about, you know, you mentioned tech and, you know, this this generation being very tech-happy. Right, right. Um, do you feel like that has a lot to do with All it? All right,
2: and just observing some of the, you know, now they done went to recently, they done went to... Um, live, and you know, mm-hmm. just observing, you know, while they're going to their live, you know, they are competing on live on fans, and you know, man, gee, we right before our eyes, they are beefing, but at the same mm-hmm. time, they're beefing, they're looking at their fan base on the beefing who's getting the most attention from the beef that we're doing each other live right here on Facebook and mm-hmm. you know we watched that for a week straight and we watched it go from in a couple of hours we watched it go from 10,000 to 26,000 and they bragging wow. and they bragging on it so you know yeah it plays a big role social media plays a big role and we and, and the record industry plays a big role. Most definitely, all of us mm-hmm. know that the record industry plays a big role. And we had to, mm-hmm. to, we had to, we had to step back, and we had to do things from a grassroots, from a, a a a a old school base, um, part of this, to, yeah. to come on up, and push this on out of our communities. Because if we Mm -hmm. don't, if we don't curve it, I promise y'all, everybody that's on here, if we don't curve it, it's going to get bad in our communities. Yeah. In our communities, because they're using that platform, you know, for whatever advancements they are doing, for whatever um, fame they're looking for, they're using that platform Mm -hmm. and all of us know that, but it's deadly. Yeah. It's a deadly mm-hmm. pl- platform. Mm-hmm. If I got to get to my enemy, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick somebody up and take their car and get to my enemy. Wow! I'm gonna jack him and get to my enemy, or you know I'm gonna follow him and I'm gonna get him right there. As we had that happened to us last week, that we watch it happen again. It went from ten thousand to twenty six thousand to the next morning. The young man and his mother got shot up on Interstate 55, going to an airport. Mm. Right after,
0: because somebody was following that
2: person's move, like social media movement. They followed their movement that, that person was doing. They followed their movement, and all the while they talking to you on live. They're trying to find your location already. They already That's looking something. for your location. They already trying to locate you. Why are they on there? This is what we are observing. This is what we're following.
0: Wow. So, uh, Sam, I want to ask another question um, because it's un- Jackie and I were talking and it's unconscionable, right? It's just really, I can't even wrap my head around it. I have a six-year-old in a couple years, she'll be 10. Um, I cannot imagine you know, a child that age being a part of this, right? Being, you know, wrapped up in this. Can you talk to us a little bit about why there's this uh, growing or increasing number of younger, younger children, right? It's messed up that it's happening just in general. Um, It's messed up that it's happening with uh, teenagers. But can you talk to us a little bit about why that 10, you know, 10, 11, 12 um, preteen age group going, chi- you know, child and then preteen is still completely different to me.
2: <laughs> right. But right. Is it ain't, of, ain't know,
0: that age group?
2: Right. Ain't it real cute to you that you got a baby and your baby four or five years old, your baby four or five years old that can go on and go get on social media, that can show you things about your phone that you never seen mm. before. It's so cute. It's so funny. It, 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 it's so encouraging that my child is very well advanced in all of this. Well, I mean, just think of that cute and funny. Just, yeah. Just, just think of that cute and funny turning into... Turning into in your house is good because you take care of yours. What about in those homes where these kids, where these these younger kids, are the parents that are taking care of the younger kids? Yeah. It is so cute and funny because they are the decision makers. You know, they're the ones who make the decisions. And the twelve years old, the eleven years old, or the one that's closer to the older one, he already got his mind made up because. Me and him came up together, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, do what you do. Yeah, I'm gonna do what you do, but no, I ain't gonna even do what you do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take over because you too soft. I'm gonna take over, and I'm gonna be, you know, the man. I'm gonna go do what I got to do to, to, to make things better here in the house or, or whatever. You know, so. Mm-hmm. So See, Sam, uh, what I'm saying,
0: you need to talk to us like this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't
0: hold back because even the way you said that right um, uh-huh. just as a parent for me that put it into so much perspective because the way you just shared that um for me it's, it's a very huge thing right my daughter comes back to me all the time well a matter of fact she just asked me today sam well did i grew up with my grandmother right and she know for the largest part of my life and she knows that so she you know comes to me and says uh today well mommy did you used to get in trouble when you watched youtube uh did you get a spanking when you watched youtube and you know you have to pick up on what they're really asking and what, Mm what she was really asking me was how come i can't how come My mommy, which is me, obviously, how come I can't do this in your house? (laughs) Right, Um, right. You know, so I'm just so glad that you were able to kind of firm, you know, fix that
2: for me. Uh huh. Yeah, because you're going to get those tough questions. You're going to get them tough questions that you ain't going to want to answer, but you can actually answer it. You know, Mm -hmm. and that's to everybody on this podcast. You can't actually answer this because. You know, you want you want everybody, all parents. You always want to be better, better than your parent was. Mm-hmm. And for those who hold our kids close to us, we're gonna teach them to be better than we were, whatever decision it, it it may come to. And and don't hide them, don't hide it from them, because you're able to have an open conversation with them when you when yeah. you let them know what you was doing and what you was on, because yeah. when they come back, you're gonna have to say it anyway yeah so Mm -hmm. be open with them be open with them have that conversation Mm -hmm. with them because you can more communicate with them i know that's you all but again let's go back to those parents that's not doing what we're doing Mm
1: -hmm. i have a question if i can um um ask um so mr binion is it fair because i know um everyone um, you know, that sees these different stories on the news or hears them, you know, via social media or what have you, they automatically ask where where are the parents. So in these particular instances, and Tyra and I we were talking about this earlier about the different scenarios of what um, you know the the home dynamic could be. So do you think, in your opinion, is it fair to lay this at the feet of a parent? Um, because, you know, like once they, um, I mean, uh, I guess like, you know, once they become like a teenager, you know, they, they of course they have more decision-making ability, but a 10, 11 year old, you know what I'm saying? Is it fair that us, as a society, I, can we lay this at the feet of the parents? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. To a certain, to, yeah, to, to, a, to a certain extent, yeah, it is fair. I mean, you know, because again, let's go back to this young man that I, I, I was saying it to. That, that I told you, you guys about earlier. Um, he's 18 years old. Of course, yeah, okay, you're 18 years old, you're not 21. But she left him in an apartment along with a 15 or 16-year-old daughter. She already knows he has a criminal history. You already know he got a criminal history. You're not there to to, to guide him the rest of the way through whatever he needs. So now you tell you're saying to society, you're saying to him, you're saying to everybody, find mm-hmm. your way, mm-hmm. <laughs> find your way, and yeah. So when you say find your way, it's 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 like slapping all of our faces, decent society people. Um um we at you we at his mercy now. And so that's why I had to pay special attention to him. Mm. Mm. That's why I had to pay uh special special attention to this young man. Because now you left him here and he's in the, in our community. He's in our community. Oh, and um, we have to be left dealing with him. So the best way I can do this is I know how to do it is to take him under my wing, um, try to groom him in a different way, try to show him something different. So that, you know, he don't get, he we don't be victims of whatever's going to happen. It's about to get hot and this guy about to get busy. Mm-hmm. And nobody intervened, you know, which is why we go back to uh, Operation Safe Pump with all of the black men coming together, standing up in the community.
0: Can you talk to us? Yeah, because I want us to switch to solutions, right? Um, thank you, Jackie, for asking that question, because my, actually my next question was, who is to blame, right? Is it parents? Is it the community? Is it the police? We're all tr- pretty much looking at each other and pointing fingers, right? Um, but Sam, as somebody who, you know, works with youth, um, works with the police, works with parents, you do a little bit of it all, right? Talk to us about, uh-huh. yeah, we're still here. Um, can you hear it, Sam? Hey okay, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm As here. somebody who works with uh parents community police, right um you see it from a different side, right, so I imagine you know you're seeing what's happening and you can kind of feel for each each group, right um, can you tell us a little bit about you know what what do you see as a solution to this? I know you and um, the uh, the police department right there at 3rd District and some of the community men, right, have stepped up to uh, create Operation Safe mm-hmm. Pump and you all have been traveling to different gas stations uh, for what, about a month and a half, two months now, Sam? Tell us a little bit more about that.
2: The beginning of January. Beginning of, oh, I'm sorry, three months. right <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that we stood yeah. up on this. And um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so, um, we, we started this with the hype of the, you know, beginning at the hype of this carjacking thing. It was, it was, it was something that all of a sudden happened, you know, that the carjacking got so hyped, you know, we, we jumped in on it because at at the same time, we're wondering, and I'm just being real with everybody, we're wondering, you know, why is, how is carjacking all of a sudden being so hyped? and so this, that, and the other right now. So we, we we use that as a platform for us to jump in on. We partner with the third district police department. It came from them that, oh, carjacking is, is really up now. We have to really pay attention to the carjacking in there now. Carjacking is all across the news. Carjacking is all across everywhere. So we use that platform with 10 different organizations. Um, leading up with Re-Vish, Revere, uh, Sharon, and Karen, um, we 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 built it where we partnered with Third District Police Department, and we say, you know what? We have all of these non these violent non violent programs. Let us as men in the neighborhood stand up for our own communities, as men in our communities, and For ourselves, we don't need an organization coming in, um, being paid eight hours, then they go home after eight hours, and we still left with the problem, right? Let us as men stand up in our community and do what we need to do, um, to protect our children, women, and children. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, a little bit.
0: So, Sam, can you talk to us about tomorrow? I know that there's going to be a uh, another Operation Pump happening tomorrow. And I know that you all um, were starting on Saturdays. Can you talk to us a little bit about um, how... Uh, many men are coming out what's been the response when you've been asking for volunteers do you need more volunteers and then also um, you all you know kind of switched over to Thursdays can you talk a little bit about the feedback you've been getting from the community Um, I was actually on Uh, a work call last night for those of y'all who are listening I work um, actually I met (laughs) sister Jackie and uh, Sam by working at Gary Comer Youth Center I was on -hmm. a parent call last night um, and one of my parents Sam actually asked you know who kind of determines the gas stations that you are at she was saying you know she was out and about And um, she wasn't getting gas, but she just saw you all's presence. And she was just, you know, excited to see that you all were doing what y'all doing. Um, But just wanted to know, you know, for anybody that wants to know a little bit more information about how they can get involved. Can you talk to us about that?
2: Right. Okay. so Operation Safe Pump. Again, let me go back to let me go back to. third district, not only third district, the Chicago Police Department is charged with doing so many community service hours right now. And so the sergeant of the third district um, at the same time carjacking was going on, she had a group of local men that was concerned about the carjacking. And so with come out of that was, okay, tech team is going to be at this gas station, standing um, or or sitting, you know, in lieu of the carjacking as community service. So I teamed up with Sergeant Wilson from the third district and um, said, "Well, it's a few guys in the neighborhood that we're concerned about a lot of the stuff that's going on. Well, why not start at the gas station in our community and?" I sent the message out to whoever I knew, you know, as men that care about what goes on in the community. On that first day, I promise you guys, on that first day, we turned out 20 men from the community out of nothing, 20 men from the community to come out and stand and unite um, along with the third district tech and um, CAP's office and to make a stand and scene on carjacking that was that was what that happened then they we went into the next week with doing it you know she saw they, we saw momentum going um we picked up about five more guys and doing it that want to stand up in that community because we move around throughout the third districts um the third districts where they serve so We went to now about seven different places, along with third district caps, along with third district tech tech officers, standing at these gas stations. And that was out of nowhere, people. That was out of nowhere. We are men that care. We're We're not none of the organizations that get paid for whatever services that they are doing. We are men in our community that care about our community. That we get out and stand up for our community. And you can't put a price tag on that. And you get the real when you get that. You don't get eight hours and gone. You don't get the push-off or the brush-off. Because we have to stand accountable if something happened to my nephew or something happened to my son, something happened to my mother, something happened to my grandmother. We have to be accountable for that. Cause when another satellite organization hears that, oh man, we were just up there, man. We were just up there. What are they gonna do about the problem that happened? While we're here and it's happening here, we have to be. The, we have to be the solution tender for what happened. We have to be the ones to account for what happened. about what happened. And y'all don't pay no attention to it till it happens to you. It's not a problem that it happens at home. When are we going to stand together? We're going to stand for somebody else. It, it, it's still your community. You're the black community. It's still your community. It's still your community. It does not matter. So... Next week, Tuesday, um, Operation Safe Pump, as Tyro was mentioned, we're moving um, to Tuesdays. We, we, we're we actually picking up on Tuesdays on 79th and State. Along with 6th District, not 3rd District, 6th District want us to come over and do Operation Safe Pump. And then I, we met last night with Seven District, 721, West Inglewood. Wanted to do the same, wanted to do the same thing. But we're there to recruit men from their own community. We're there talking to them. We're building a relationship with them. We, we hopefully we turn them on to what we're doing. We have to stand up, people. We have to stand up. They, all of this meeting in these in these rooms, all of this, we we we'll we build this. We'll do that on the way. But right now, we, action, we action-packed. We action We're about getting out here, keeping it safe for for every for all of who, who we can. That's the start. We, 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 we're, we're putting something, we, we're doing something else, but that's the start. We changed our name from Operation Safe Pump to Operation Safe Neighborhoods, which does not just leave us to the pump. And leave us into going into the neighborhoods too as well. And I have to tell you guys, you know, I had a couple of guys that inspired me, Brian Shaw and Mike McDowell, you know, two guys, less, you know, younger guys than me that came up under me, that inspired me, that get brought me back out. You know, we have to take care of our community, Sam. These guys are getting out of jail. The old schools are getting out of jail. We have to, we have to use their wisdom to guide our youth out here. These guys that's getting out of jail, these are their sons, these are their nephews, these are their, you know, some uncles in situations. We have to use them to help gain back some control in our communities. It's out of control. And we can talk. We can do it. We can, I'm in it, y'all. We ended out here, so that's a way.
1: Um, I, I think that is very, um, powerful. I think that is very, um, and I hope everyone that is listening, uh, will, um, connect, uh, with either um uh, myself, Tyra, or Mr. Binion, uh, to be able to um, um support, um, them in their work, uh, because to be able to. Mm-hmm. Uh, find 20 men just right off the jump that are willing to, you know, go out there and, and to be that resource of, you know, of course that the, that our community needs is very commendable because I mean, you hear a lot of, you know, um, bashing with the men saying that that the men are doing this and men are doing that or whatever, but uh, we, so right. when when they are, you need to give them their props, you need to give them, you know, their kudos, you know, and and to support and to thank them when they when they do, you know, something like this uh, for uh, their community. So definitely, uh, Mr. Binion, uh, we appreciate you uh, for the work that you are doing, because it is so needed, um, especially that that one on one time that you are taking. Um, with our youth, because, I mean, uh, j- just as, you know, as you described with that young man, with his, um, you know, with his family dynamic being left alone constantly and have all these different um, responsibilities and different things like that. And, you know, that drove him to the life that he is living. So the fact that you are trying to steer him um, in, in a different direction um, is very commendable. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we all... Uh, we don't even have to know the young man. We we all appreciate um, um, the work that you are doing um, with not only that young man but with all of our youth.
2: Hmm. No, no doubt, no doubt. And you know, and and I would encourage, you know, Tyra Jackie. I would encourage everybody that's on here, you know, uh, get involved, get involved in your community. Um, don't be scared to ask these young people questions. Have a conversation with them. If you're really there for them and you really it, it takes more than eight hours a day. Eight hours a day Don't call yourself a mentor for eight hours a day. Mentor is just like a big brother sister, whoever father was that's that's 24 hours a day the same responsibility. The same responsibility. you know I don't believe in satellite organizations coming in my community. Help building my community up, because when they gone, I still got to mm-hmm. deal with the problem. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Build with the people that's in that community. Help them, people, if they don't have anything, help them build. Mm-hmm. Give a little extra time. Help them build. Yeah.
1: Uh, where we are approaching um uh, the top of the hour, um. Uh, so, Mister Binion, um, again, can you? Um, explain to the listeners how uh, they can get in touch with you how they can um, um, get involved uh, uh, with operation neighborhood and all that and all those wonderful things
2: yeah so Thursdays and Saturdays well we on Thursday by. Right? to go to Thursday.
1: Uh, can you can you say that again, sir? You um, kind of cut out a
2: little we, bit. We 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 left Thursdays. I mean we left Saturdays and went to Thursdays. We try to serve um a better the community that we are protecting. And we felt that we felt that um Thursdays is rush hour after four o'clock. After four o'clock or so, Thursday is rush hour. So we we move that to Thursday evenings. Um Tuesdays, we are in the 6th district. Um now we work with 6th district. Thursday, we're working with third district. And you can get in touch with me. Um again, my name is Sam Binion uh S-A-M, last name, B-I-N-I-O-N, uh, email address, Sam, the number three, Binion at gmail.com. Um, I am third district, police departments, 324 CAP facilitator. I am also on the district advisory council for the third district. I am also the community leader from the Fifth Ward Alderman's Office, uh, Leslie Harrison, um, the community liaison for the slang name of Pocket Town, which is in the Greater Grand Crossing community. Um, I'm also a member of Champs Male Mentoring, um, headed up by President um, Vondell Singleton. So... Um, you can get in touch with me if you want to bring something to your community. If you want to start it, let's have a conversation. As 6th District did, we had the conversation. And now the police department and the sheriff's department jumped on board with it. So our first date with them is this Tuesday, the 23rd, from 3 to 5 o'clock, 79th and State, um, BP gas station. Tomorrow, in the 3rd District, we will be on 63rd and Maryland at the gas station. um, I think it's a mobile station or something. On 63rd and Maryland, in the 3rd District, we'll be there from 3 o'clock to 5.30. Along with partnership with University of Chicago and 3rd District TAC and 3rd District CAPS. Okay. So if you want to come through, get gas safely, get groceries safely, we'll be there. If you want to have a conversation with us, everybody there is right now is prepped to be able to talk to people about what we are doing and what movement we are on. We're on a movement right now. And we're pushing. You're either going to roll or get rolled over.
1: <laughs> I, heard that. I know that's right. Um, uh, again, um, we, we appreciate uh, this candid conversation. Uh, for somebody that is um on the you talking about frontline workers, for some of that is like a, literally um on yes. the front line, um in in addressing uh, this issue that we are seeing that everyone is, that everyone is talking about, you know, either on social media or or on the news or whatever, you know, it seems to be um a, a hot topic, but a hot topic for the wrong reason. So, um, but you you do have um, individuals such as uh, uh, Mr. Binion um, that has um, um, taken the bull by the horns, if you will, uh, to uh, address this issue. Um, um, and we certainly appreciate you uh, for being with us tonight. Um, we thank you. Uh, this is Youth Development, What's Working and What's Not. Um, I am Jackie, and, and we just want to uh, throw another announcement out there uh, for our Clubhouse um, followers, um, all of our Clubhouse listeners. Uh, We Mm -hmm. will be on Clubhouse next Friday at 7 p.m. Central Time. We will be uh, uh, talking with uh, um, some very uh, strong, because this is still um, rounding out uh, Women's History Month. So we are going to be talking to some strong um, um, African-American women uh, regarding the uh, Black Superwoman Syndrome. So we wanted to get um, um, their perspectives Mm -hmm. um, on On that particular topic. So that is going to be um, a very um, interesting conversation next Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time um, on Clubhouse. If you need um, an invite, um, uh, you can uh, definitely um, hit uh, either myself or Tyra up on um, Facebook and definitely follow us on facebook youth development what's working and what's not so it's on facebook at ydww chicago and we are also ydww chicago on instagram and so please uh follow us there check out our live our latest live um that we had um uh, with the uh black male educators um if you didn't catch that live when we did that last friday it is um, on our youth development, what's working and what's not, uh, Facebook page. Uh, so definitely check that out. And so, uh, uh, if there isn't anything else, we thank you again, Mr. Binion, for being with us. And uh, we,
2: yeah, thank you guys for having me. And thank and with your listeners, please reach out to me and and let's have conversations, and let me be able to help you, help you, and let's jumpstart other communities. Please, I'm 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 asking you guys. I'm begging you guys. It's it's our time to stand up for our communities. That you know, don't doubt about, it, don't talk Absolutely. about. It, let's Thank be about. Thank you again,
1: Mr. Binion, and and we all um wish everyone a good evening. Thank you again, Mr. Binion. <laughs>